Welcome everybody, Nerdicons. We are back with a special movie conversation. We're not going to call it movie reviews anymore because we're just going to sit here. We're going to have a conversation about a movie with some guests, and we hope you guys enjoy it. With me, as always, is my New Jersey sidekick. Well, he's not my sidekick. He's my partner in crime. Carl, say hi. Hi, people. How are you? Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you're listening, but thanks. He's, he's he's recording live from the Carl Mobile, and yeah. uh, I I would call it the Reichling Mobile, but I don't know if I even pronounced your last name right. <laughs> no, but that's okay. Because I am, as we have discussed many times on the podcast, I have enough trouble pronouncing my own name. But <laughs> joining us for this conversation again, he's back third time in a row. Rob, say hi. What's happening, everybody? And we have a special first-time guest, soon-to-be friend of the show. You got You get your friend of the show card after the second appearance. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good friend of mine. I've talked to him a lot on. Uh, I, I wouldn't say good friend. We're we've, we're Twitter friends. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot on Twitter. We almost started a podcast media business way back three years ago because I was looking through our old. Uh, so was I. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But we wrestling podcasts cohort uh, colleague damien say hi to everybody what's up everybody thanks for having me on i'm looking forward to having a discussion about about the movie we're going to discuss i won't bury the lead just yet and the movie we're going to discuss is a it's a classic i'll say that um is it, it cult is, classic yet i don't know if it's cult classic yet i think it's but it it's definitely it's very, in the 80s childhood classic it's very nostalgic for a lot of people after the after how many how many times has michael bay made this movie um (laughs) we are reviewing transformers the movie from 1986 and it was directed by none other than nelson shin and this movie stars orson wells as unicron robert stack leonard nimoy judd nelson Eric Idle, Peter Cullen, and Frank Welker, amongst the rest of the voice cast from uh, John Machida from the Micro Machine guy was in this. For those of you who don't know what Micro Machines are, they're teeny tiny little cars, and they had this guy that talked really fast. But I digress. So we're going to give a grade on the movie. We're going to discuss the movie. We're going to talk about the movie. We're going to nostalgize the movie. I don't even know if that's a word. But Carl... We're going to kick it off, lead off with, with, with Carl. Um, I, I'm really teetering between a C plus and B minus. I'm leaning more towards B minus mainly because of the nostalgia factor. Um, but I mean, I, it, it's still enjoyable, but I'm sure we'll get into a, <laughs> a lot of the things that are kind of <laughs> about it. I mean, I, I'd give the rock and '80s soundtrack an A. Good. You know what I mean? Who so can make what, what better song than "You Got the Touch"? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, we'll talk about that. We'll get. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna go what? B minus from Carl. Yeah, I'll go B minus. All right, Rob, what do you got? Uh, I'm about the same thing because. It was almost like two movies in one to me. Like the opening and then like the first half was 
you know, I'd give it an A to, and then it kind of started tailing off, and then it picked up at the end. So I B minus sounds about right. Okay. All right. First time guest, Damien. What do you got? I would say because I'm such a Transformer homer, I'd give it a solid B. Okay. But, but that's only because I'm still looking at it through my young eyes as opposed to my adult eyes. Mm-hmm. Because I, that's actually one of the first movies I ever saw. I remember seeing as a child. So for me, it's, nope, I'm still watching 1986. Even yeah. though it's cheesetastic, it's still a B. <laughs> Oh, y'all are going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> I, for nostalgia purposes, I give this movie like a B plus. But Fair. looking at it now as a 40-year-old man <laughs> in 2020, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering on a C to okay. a C plus. I, I'm, I think I'm going to go with a C plus, mainly because I realized, man, they were trying so hard to sell so many toys in this movie. And... <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the Transformers. I love watching. I, I have the old shows on DVD, so I, I still love watching it. And you know, any of the new incarnations, I I do my best to, to sit there and try and watch. Um, I think the last one I watched was Will Friedel was Bumblebee and Wow. Yeah, and um, and interestingly enough, Weird Al Yankovic played Retgar, which is kind of interesting based on the movie, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a C plus. I think this averages our grade out to a, a B minus for the movie. So that's a, that's a good average, I believe mm-hmm. for the movie. So we're going to go into spoilers now, people on a 30 plus year old movie. So don't get mad at us. If we had bumpers and we were a professional outfit here, we would probably play a, a nice little bumper that like blew your speakers out in your car or your You got the touch. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna start and we're gonna discuss the movie. Um Carl. You we'll start with Carl. All right. <sighs> what what's what part of this movie were you like, man, I just I can't get over this movie? I can't get over this part. I love this part. Honestly, I think Rob touched on it. Is that very beginning was very like G1. Like, I mean, when Optimus comes to the Cybertron base on Earth and he transforms and he does that like flying through the air, shooting him while he's doing a flip. Like that right there, that's like a geekgasm right there. I mean, like that's like a part as a kid I just kept rewinding and playing all the time. Um, it does get rather kind of like, eh, like after that, once they get into space, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. Um, I, I, that was, that was just a big fist pump moment for me. I was like, yes! even, even, even at my age now, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I watched this with my 10 year old, by the way. Mm. So he's just like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Um, my thing in the, my, uh, the elephant in the room is my question is, uh, so who didn't cry when prime died as a kid? Cause I know I did. In the I did. Still hers now. Oh, I, I, I feel like, cause I've run into people who are like, I didn't cry. I'm like, you have no soul. That's my retort. Well, like, 
Like, you have no soul. I like, call BS on people that say that, though. It's like, yeah. really? That's BS. I think every kid who saw that movie cried. They had, no. they had, they had to have. I, I, remember, yeah. I remember being in a movie theater, and these three guys, they had to be at least early 20s. They walked into the wrong movie. Mm. And they started watching it, and they're like, when Prime died, they didn't know anything about Transformers. In 1986, I mean, obviously they're in their early 20s, and they're like, oh, shit, he did. <laughs> and they're like, I'm like, they're like, this is, they, they were like, they were, they were really like, this is, this is for, like, they're, like, they were these three rednecks that just, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think they could, they could process what was going on, and they're like, he, he's dead. Like they killed a cartoon character here, and it, I I think looking back on it now, you're like, oh wow, that's that's like heavy. And, and I looked at, I looked at my ten year old. I looked at it, I was like, this was the worst moment of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And you know, if this was the worst moment of your childhood, you lived a pretty charmed childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I I definitely feel like um oh man, I lost my train of thought. It's definitely a crazy moment. You don't expect it. And I, I feel like if Prime wasn't your favorite Transformer, he was definitely one of your favorite top favorite Transformers. So to say you didn't cry at this moment, I just feel like I said, like, you have no soul. You're lying. You know, like Damien said, like, people are probably lying. You yeah. know, to be cool. Like, I don't know anyone that wouldn't have cried during right. this part. You know, uh, it definitely feels like a big commercial for the new toys. Like, all right, let's get rid of like, cause I mean, they get rid of like 98% of the original G one transformers. Some of them in the very like first five minutes of the movie, like jazz gone. Like, no jazz, jazz survived the movie though. Did he? Yeah. yeah jazz, no, I don't think I, he, got he, he, he survives the Autobot, uh, the first Autobot attack on the moon. He survives that. And then when Daniel blasts down the cover, yeah, they all survive. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe that I just didn't notice him in the in the little grap in the little hook dropping him into the you, bat. You, you probably confused him with Prowl and Brawn. Yeah, maybe, probably. They, they take out Prowl, Brawn, uh, Ratchet, and Ironhide real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, they take them all out really quick. I, honestly, I was a little sad to see uh, Starscream die. I mean, not that it wasn't deserved, <laughs> but, but like. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's such a little prick, but <laughs> like, he's like your favorite little prick. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, I mean, he got disintegrated. I mean, that's kind of the best way to go out for Starscream. It's just like, yeah, no, no agonizing death. You just got disintegrated. Yeah, true. And, and I found it funny, and I'll get to Rob. I'm gonna get to Rob in a minute because. I want to hear his thoughts, but I found it funny that like when they're when the Decepticons are escaping Earth, Soundwave goes out of his way to help Megatron, and then it's like Astro Trade's like we need to get rid of some people, and Soundwave's just like yep, see you Megatron, I ain't helping you, I need to ride back to Cybertron. It's like, dude, how quick did your loyalties change? <laughs> oh well, Starscream, Starscream just like it was a moment of glee for him to just toss Megatron right out of the side. <laughs> Like, yep. It was like the happiest moment ever for Starscream. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Rob. 
What, what's Rob's thoughts? Yeah, what what what, is, what what was the moment that was like you were like, man, this just takes me back to being a kid watching this. I'd say the top the Mountainous Prime kind of sequence where you know he's rolling and he the whole thing was jumping in the air and taking out everybody. And well, let me just say because I actually have like the like a 20th anniversary DVD thing here. Mm-hmm. And they have like they have a commentary with like some of the guys who made the movie, and mm-hmm. they were told that basically those they killed those characters off for to make new toys. Basically, I mean they mm-hmm. they literally did. That. Yeah, I believe. And, and like they were told, like, look, just you know, we got another line coming out here. So whoever you're from the old line you want to take out, go ahead. And like they say this directly on the commentary, just matter of factly. Oh and yeah. Then, I think didn't didn't they talk? Now the, the funny thing though is the, the funny thing is that okay, so they started doing that, so then they killed they made they made a decision to you know kill off Optimus Prime also, and they didn't realize that they made a mistake doing that because oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of angry <laughs> mothers wrote letters. <laughs> And that kind of pretty much killed the cartoon series because the next season didn't have Optimus Prime in it. Tank. So they didn't know that that was such a big mistake to do that. They they were just totally caught off guard because they had just been told that, you know, they can kill off whoever they needed to from the original, from the G1 line. Yeah. Yeah. Make room for the next <laughs> group, of, group of toys. Well, I, and, I mean... I mean, it's funny to actually just kind of admit that, just point blank. You know, I mean, because I mean, you can kind of figure it watching. I think, I think figuring out as an adult, it's so much easier to figure out what they're doing. As a kid, you're just devastated all around. Absolutely, yeah. And and um, but yeah, I mean, it was just just major shock value because, I mean, they've been shooting each other for years. (laughs) Nobody, you know, but then here. And then, and then just the actual extra dramatic effect, dramatic effect of them, like the color vanishing from them and then turning mm-hmm. black. <laughs> and then, you know, when they, I mean, I mean, it was crazy, man. Cause I, yeah, I went, I went to see it in the movie theater also, and it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was just insane, man. Like, 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 what is going on here? Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, that. I mean, I mean, the biggest. Um thing of the movie is prom prom prime dying and i think like you said that mistake i mean there's a lot of mothers that wrote into like hasbro and everybody i mean it had such an effect that gi joe the movie when they were going to kill off duke Mm -hmm. they they decided at the end to put in a sound clip oh duke's gonna make it because they (laughs) they were they had already finished that movie before before it came out in the theaters and they went oh wait you know what it's probably a better idea not to kill duke because they got so many let pissed off moms you know kids were locking themselves in their rooms from like articles i read about it like because of prime dying and mom's writing letters so they're like ah we better not kill off duke you learn our lesson let's put him in a coma instead <laughs> yeah yeah i'm yeah. getting a snake to the heart what yeah <laughs> uh well, I mean, they they did touch on it on the toys that made us the, the documentary on Netflix about mm. you know the Transformers line is that after this movie the line of the the sales just dropped off 
like a cliff because it was like, well, we don't have Optimus Prime. Why are, nobody's watching this? So nobody's buying the toys. But Damien, you gave you gave the movie the highest grade, and you 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 said this takes me. I I, I you're always watching this through your child eyes. Right. So. Mm-hmm. So I have a I have a, a a thing where every year I watch it. That is one okay. of those movies where I watch it every year religiously since I've owned the DVD when I was 16 years old. So I I have to watch it in that realm as opposed to oh my god, I can't believe these voice actors are so over the top. What really, <laughs> you know, it's so cheesetastic, you know, but for me we talked about Prime and Prime is pretty much every young young child's first male role model that didn't oh, yeah. have a dad growing up kind of thing. So, wow, Optus Prime was on Time Magazine, you know, if you remember that far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we know Prime is the, is the selling point. But the thing that jarred me was, as Rob said, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, Opt- Autobots were getting got. You know, the Decepticons yeah. were more vicious <laughs> than in any point in the Generation 1 cartoon. So you have Megatron... First off, shooting was a brawn in the shoulder, which I still don't understand how he died from getting shot in the shoulder. Uh, then Prowl gets, you know, done. And then, uh, you know, just the, the everything leaving their bodies. And then yeah. you have Ironhide groveling at Megatron's feet and just getting shot point blank mm. range with, yeah. the, with the quote, such heroic nonsense. And you're thinking, they didn't do this in the cartoon. This is <laughs> no, this not... Is not G, this is PG, maybe 13 now, not even G anymore. I'm, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, I was six when I saw this. <laughs> How was I not more traumatized than this? And my 10 year old, which always, my 10 year old's going, are they killing people? <laughs> which like, always made me wonder when Megatron shoots him in the face with his the scope of the gun. Why does he even need to transform then if he's got the like always? What's the point in transforming into a gun if you got the gun on your arm anyway? Good point. I felt it was more precise if he was in like revolver form. It would be more like a thin laser beam to kind of destroy people, but that's neither here nor there. Well, like I said, I watched it with my ten year old. He's like, did he just transform into a gun? Why is he transforming into a gun? This doesn't make any sense. I'm like. I know it doesn't make any sense. You just have to suspend your disbelief. He's like, why? Why does he transform into a tank or something? That makes more sense. Well, that, that always brings up, like, the question. You always had a kid as a question. Be like, how does he shrink that tiny if he transforms? And I know they probably, I think they've retconned that and explained it away in, in like, comics and stuff like that. Or like, but. Soundwave sitting there. There, here comes Rumble. Here comes Frenzy, Ratbat, Laserbeak. All these coming. Out. He's like, how many things are living in there? <laughs> <laughs> how many cassettes does he have fitting there? What are those things? What does he transform into? He's, I was like, he turns into a tape player. He's like, what's a tape player? Oh, oh wow! Oh, oh, I have wow. failed you, child. Um, the one thing I noticed too, and I, I think I brought this up to Russ before the show. I mean, I used to love Blaster and Soundwave. But Blaster, they don't show him die or anything like that. He just disappears. There's characters that definitely just disappear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you aren't seen again. Yeah. And Blaster's like, where the hell's Blaster? They didn't show him die. Where is he? I used to love Blaster. But, I mean, it's like you've got Blaster and Blur, the two that just disappear from everything. Yeah, and Blur is a new character. going to show me where Perceptor is? I don't care about Perceptor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Blur, I, think with, I think with Perceptor, he was just the running gag for like the first half of the movie with his over scientific explanations and Ultra Magnus just not having it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, ne- I never liked Ultra Magnus. Ever. Me either. Oh, he, he was such a. Well, I thought that. I thought the toy was cool because inside the Ultra Magnus was an all-white Optimus Prime. I always thought the toy was cool. Yeah. But I, I never really liked Ultra Magnus. But it was never on scale with the other Transformers. No. He was so giant, yet the other Transformers were like like this big, like mm-hmm. this big. Ultra Magnus is like this big. It's like, dude, he's as big as Devast. He's almost as big as Devastator. <laughs> and... So I, I was reading the trivia, and it, apparently in 2006, IDW released a comic version of the movie, and they had a big battle between Devastator and another combiner. They didn't say in the thing where it was, and it also showed like some some Decepticons getting wasted um, that we didn't get to see in the movie. That we like Blitzwing disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't see Skywarp or anything. Well, Skywarp was one of the the sweeps, wasn't he? Yeah, Skywarp became one oh, of really? the. No, Skywarp became Cyclonus and Thundercracker became the sweep. And the, okay. It was it was the Insecticons, the three Insecticons, Megatron, and then Skywarp and Thundercracker that got thrown out. See, that's the thing I, I watched because I used to have the anniversary DVD and I don't know what happened to it, so I had to watch someone's um, VHS like transfer onto YouTube, so the colors are a little <laughs> bit distorted. Like uh-huh. instead of Rodimus looking maroon, he looks pink. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so so I mean, it still doesn't make Rodimus any better, but you know it's fine. So I didn't like Rodimus. I didn't mind Rodimus. It's like I didn't like Rodimus Prime. Like I just thought he was, he was corny. And there's oh. a big tell that he's going to become the leader when they slow motion when the Matrix is falling. Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> And they play that music. It's like total, total giveaway. Like it's Chekhov's called foreshadowing gun. right there, Carl. Yeah, it's also called Chekhov's gun. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the music. All right, we we we've got it. We've got to talk about the music. Um, when that song, the touch hits, mm-hmm. I'm just. Oh, yeah. I mean, Damien. I shed a tear. So. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm 40. I watched it today. When when you hear the the organ pipe in in the beginning, and then the first Stan Bush lyric comes out, you're like, I, I can keep it together. I can keep it together. And then all of a sudden, one tear just came down my eyes. I'm like, yep, it still hits home, baby. It's still it's still. Well, I, it definitely hits home. I mean, I know I said I don't like Rodimus Prime, but it still hits home when he does first open the Matrix. Yeah. Like when that song starts playing, you're like, oh yeah. Well, the song first, the first time you hear the song is when uh, Optimus rolls up and just starts wrecking dudes, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, yes! and then you get the dare, Stan Bush's dare mm-hmm. in there too, and it's like, I don't even remember the other songs except for Weird Al's song, Dare to Be Stupid. <laughs> well, you had the beginning with Lions, you know, in, in, intro track to the Transformers theme song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, uh, Rob, go ahead. That, you know, that was a good one, like, just there, and, of course, You Got the Touch was, like, one of the just greatest songs ever. <laughs> now, have you all seen Bumblebee? Yes. No. Yes, I did. Oh, there, there's a nice little Easter egg for that that song in, in Bumblebee. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
I honestly didn't mind Bumblebee compared to the other Michael Bay movies. But this was was the first one not directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the first five minutes of that movie could be made into a feature length movie. I'd be I think Transformers fans would be happy. Uh, I would. Absolutely. Now, okay, I did. I like the uh, out of the Michael Bay movies. I thought the first, the first one, I thought was legitimately a good movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was other, enjoyable. Yeah, the other ones though, they got increasingly bad, and I, I ended up the one was at the last night. I just didn't even bother watching. Oh, the last night was trash. <laughs> See, that's what I heard. Yeah, it was straight up trash. I'm like. I can't buy this anymore. They had King Arthur and the Knights of the Realm. Like, come on, man. I'm like, when, when you get Marky Mark in as a scientist, like inventor, <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, oh. Transformers? You got the Transformers. You got the Transformers. <laughs> How's, your Transformers. How's your mother, Optimus Prime? How's your mother? <laughs> but yeah, overall, Optimus the Prime? soundtrack, the soundtrack oh. to the to the movie itself, like, Instruments of Destruction, when the Decepticons are wrecking shop yeah. on, on the ship, that just kind of sets the mood of, this is not your childhood, you know, your typical childhood cartoon. This is going to have some dark overtones to it. Um, then the whole thing with them fighting the Sharktacons, Hot Rod and uh, Cup fighting the Sharktacons, yeah. it's a good soundtrack. And and, it, and you know what? For the 80s rock, you know, Rocky Four, things like that, it, it holds up over the top. It holds up. Oh, yeah. I mean, it dates yeah. the movie, obviously, but now we, we would, you know, if we were to hear, hear any of those songs in, in a in an 80s movie, we're like, that's from the Transformers movie you used it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and I'm going off subject a little bit. I, and Carl will follow me down this road. Mm-hmm. Somebody took the scene in Avengers Endgame where Cap calls uh, Mjolnir to him. And he put that song over it. And I was like, oh. Ah! <laughs> I <was> like, yes! <laughs> the greatest properties of my life have come together. I had to say one thing I really like about the music is Unicron's music, the mm-hmm. score. Mm-hmm. That was definitely like menacing. Like it was perfect. I forgot how much I enjoyed that music aspect of like Unicron's music. Like I just enjoy that a lot. Like the din 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 Like it's just like slut. Like it's not creepy, but it's like menacing. Like you're like, oh man, this is some evil kind. Like it's foreboding too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's definitely a good word to use. Very impending doom kind of thing. Well, you know, I speaking of Unicron. I want to know how this movie was pitched to Orson Welles. Honestly, I think he was just check cashing. <laughs> yeah, he admitted I, it was check cashing before he passed. Well, this was his last movie. Yeah. He passed before this was released. And then you've got, I mean, you know, Leonard Nimoy in the 80s and Robert Stack in the 80s. Those are those are some big name dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think Judd Nelson's probably coming off. I don't, when did Breakfast Club come out? Oh, eighty four. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, you know, they, they, yeah. they get he's him coming off of their Brat Pack stuff. Yeah, he's he's a pretty big deal. Um, we don't. I mean, that was a pretty big deal back then because Disney wasn't. They weren't doing that with move with cartoons yet. Getting these big name actors in it, and 
for me, this is one of the first ones where you see that because I think Disney at the time is making, you know, the great mouse detective, which you look at the cast list on that. You're like, I don't know any of these people. These are voiceover actors. These are, you know, I think Robert, I, I, you know, just looking at Robert Stack's, I'm just picking it. Well, he was in Beavis and Butthead to America, but we're, <laughs> you know, mysteries, the untouchables. Yeah, I mean, he was basketball. I mean, <laughs> but for the time, yeah, he was yeah. Perry, on, on Perry Mason stuff. I mean, yeah, untouchables. It's like these and, you know, Nimoy was Star Trek. But he has such a unique voice. Right. Yeah, you know I mean. But I mean, that's not the first movie I. Was it the first movie? I know it's not the first movie to do that. The only thing I think that did that before, which would have been incredibly inappropriate for kids, is heavy metal. Because they well, yeah. had they had John they had uh, John Candy, um, and a couple early late seventies, early eighties like actor actors voice like um, people. That's I remember seeing that movie and going, that sounds like John Candy. Oh, it is John Candy. <laughs> and then the voice. That's... Yeah, that's sorry. No, and then uh, where it was like, it was Detone, Timon, uh, I forget his name from um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. He was a voice in it. And it's like, he's got a easily recognizable voice. But no, I, you know, for a kid's cartoon. No, not Sean Penn. Um, he played... Daytone, the player guy. I don't remember. I don't. He gets the girl pregnant and then doesn't like leaves her like high and dry. He's always scalping tickets. He's the friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He voiced the character in heavy metal, but um, no, I mean for a kids movie, like yeah, yeah, that was like the first time really like big name actors, at least for that time, were doing voices. Well, I mean, yeah, now it's like, oh, who they get for this movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, I just watched Trolls, and it's like, you know, you're looking through the cast list, and you're like, oh, that's a pretty big name person for their field, their field, their field, you know? You got Ozzy Osbourne in the Dern movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some things that transform movies that's like kind of like, I want to say plot holes, a little bit plot holes, like on like uh what was it junk junk planet mm-hmm. uh, the junk uh, transformers yeah like oh we're gonna fight unicron okay well like they're all about like well, how do they know who unicron is when no one else knows who unicron is <laughs> like yeah. you know what i mean it was kind of like uh, i wheelie i hated wheelie Oh, yeah. Well, the thing with Wheelie was he wasn't an Autobot, but he had an Autobot. But he had the symbol in his chest. Yes. Yeah. Like, dude. And that's not my ass. Go ahead, Rob. Sorry, go ahead. And then, um, and then another thing was, like, they literally blew Ultra Magnus into pieces, but he didn't die. <laughs> yeah, and all Prime yeah. did was take something to the stomach, and he's dead. It's like, okay, plot hole. Thank you. Well, it's because the yeah. junk, the cons, they made, uh, they had like carnauba wax, and they kind of just oh, put yeah. Ultra Magnus together with their spit shine and their eighties <laughs> references, and it worked. Eric, so, Eric Idol. That was, that was, it was like, wow, Eric Idol's in this movie. And that's the thing about their, their, like Eric Idol, I could understand when he talked. The rest of them, I couldn't never understand what they were saying. Right. Yeah. Rewatching it. Well, I, I like, I, I did like that aspect of it, how. It, it did translate to the Bay movies because that's how Bumblebee communicated. 
mm-hmm. through radio signals. And so that was a nice, I mean, you, you can give Michael Bay a lot of, a lot of crap. And I mean, a lot of crap for his movies, mm. but he did give nods where nods were due to the, um, the, you know, I, and my, the worst part of the first Transformers movie that he did was when they killed jazz. Who's my personal favorite. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was pretty distraught at that as a ripped him in half. I know. Yeah. Like, Ooh. <laughs> well, we, and he goes, well, we had to make it, you know, you had to, we had to kill one of them. We couldn't kill Bumblebee or prime. So we had to kill the smallest one. It was like, what about Raw? Like, just look, just, just make up some new character to be the, you know, the, the, the cannon mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, the, the last CGI cartoon that they had on cartoon network, uh, I remember when the rock was cliff the jumper. rock was cliff jumper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I'm like, wow, you, you can now mention Casey Kasem and the rock in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, but true. Sad. <sighs> but, um, so the movie goes, I mean, it, it they, they go back to cyber. I, I I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, why are we going back to Cybertron? The the Decepticons are there, so mm-hmm. you're gonna go there. I, I the whole premise of the movie is like, why are we going back to Cybertron? They they left you alone. You're, I don't know. I guess because they lose they lose contact with the moon bases and. Well, yeah, and then I guess well because um you know Galvatron and his crew are gonna we've got to assume that they're gonna come back and try and keep finding them. So, you know, at some point they, I guess they have to go take the fire to them, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, so he's eating up the first planet Unicron eats is a planet full of sentient robots. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the junk planet, which is sentient robots. And then they get to the Quintessons planet and it's sentient robot. I was like, dude, earth is screwed. <laughs> it's, it's, it's we're we're living in a universe of sentient robots. Yeah, and I, I just say like Earth must not be too far away from these these planets because I mean Prime gets there pretty quick from the Cybertron moon base to Earth. So I mean these planets are probably not that far away from us. You well, know, I mean thinking about it. it. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm just like okay. They had such high hopes for us in 2005, you know, with these these exosuits and all that stuff. It's like, oh yeah, they, they said it's 2005. <laughs> so like, oh, that's coming gone. <laughs> I mean, there's exosuits, just not the cool ones like in Transformers. Yeah. No. I always wondered where their arms went because there was like piping way too long. <laughs> like, I mean, like from the like shoulders to the actual arms. I'm like. Man, they must be really stretching, or is there like a thing in the cat, like in the body that their hands are in, and they're control? Like you, you kind of want a cool design, but like, well, I mean, makes you, you know, and and you find out, like, if you watch the first two seasons of Transformers, you you then now realize when you watch the movie, it's like, wow, Spike and Carly got it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what happened to Spark Plug? He died. It's 2005. He did. Dang. But, but yeah, I just 
I, I, I sit here and I'm like, wow, this would never, like, there's so much stuff that would not fly in 2020 right now. Like, mm. just cartoon murder going on and, and, and Jess saying, oh shit. <laughs> or no, no, Spike saying, oh Spike shit. Spike saying, oh shit. Yeah. 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 My son looks at me and goes, I thought this was for kids. I'm like, because oh. my Wait, daughter is six and he keeps saying you were her age when you watched this you're gonna let her watch this i'm like no i'm not gonna let her watch this. <laughs> i got someone coming up to my car <laughs> what uh just some dumb she thought she parked in a spot and she wasn't parked in the spot so she's like walking up to my car and i'm like what are you doing <laughs> and then she's got the nerve to look at me and shake her head i'm like why is she getting ahead of me? I'm in my car talking on the phone. What do you, what yeah. do you expect? Yeah. Like, you're well, supposed to thing in your car. Like, what's yeah, wrong with yeah. you? You see, she's too busy texting. Mm. Talking about a over 30-year-old movie with, with people in three other states. Yeah. <laughs> in the break. But, so, now, if we're going to rank all the Transformers movies, and I am including all, I, I can't even remember how many Michael Bay movies there are. Um, and then Bumblebee, and, and then you put this in there. Where do you rank this on that list? Ooh, that's a good question. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start in reverse order. I'm gonna go with Damien first, since he's. Or do you need more time to think? Uh, okay. I. Oh crap. See, I'm I'm a homer though, so. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in my top two regardless, because okay. I haven't seen Bumblebee. I've only looked at the prime spots of Bumblebee right. on the internet. Um, you know what? I, I'll put it even now, number two to the first yeah. Transformers Bay That's film. Fair. Rob, what do you got? All right. Well, okay. It's definitely better than, well, I didn't, I didn't see the last night, but I'm going to assume it's better than that. Um, <laughs> don't is. worry. Don't worry. It is. You're not <laughs> missing anything. Yeah, I'd say it's better than was it Age of Extinction and Dark Side of the Moon. And Dark, yeah, I'd say it's better than all of the sequels, the first. Okay. Bay. So. Now, have you um, seen Bumblebee? Yeah, I have seen Bumblebee. Okay. I, was, I think Bumblebee's better. I think, and I think okay. the first Michael, I think the first Michael Bay movie's better also. So. So I guess I rank it third. Okay. Carl? Yeah. Um, number one would be the first Michael Bay movie. Number two would have to be Transformers, the movie from 1986. Third spot is Bumblebee. Okay. Um, and uh, I say the only reason I say give Bumblebee a chance, uh, not just because of the first like 10 minutes that take place on Cybertron, is it... There's aspects of that movie. Like, I want to put Bumblebee at number one, honestly, over the first one. I enjoyed the relationship between the girl and Bumblebee more than I did with Shia LaBeouf and Bumblebee. Right. I feel like there's a lot more heart in between that, in that relationship, in the Bumblebee movie. So, um, it's definitely going to be number three. Um, but if you haven't seen Bumblebee, definitely give it a chance. Yeah, especially if you're a Transformer fan. Yeah. Because that, the Cybertron scenes, you're just like. It's definitely like a good 
start to like go in a good direction. Mm. I think. Right. You. Part of me was like looking at those Cybertron scenes, and I'm like, why didn't we get this before? And then yeah. the other part of me is like glad we finally got it. And it just like. It was kind of because I remember hearing Michael Bay saying the original designs of these Transformers will not work on a movie screen, which is why he made the Transformers the way he did. And I'm like, yeah, they all look like short circuit. Yeah, that's a good reference. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> and and he's like, they just won't work. They just won't work. That's why we have to put flames on Optimus Prime. That's why we have to do, you know, turn Ironhide into a, a GMC, you know, and, and make Ratchet green. Which um, is all a bunch of BS, but it's probably because they couldn't get the licensing for the actual cars. I, I mean, well, it, was, it was a it was a car commercial basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they was, did ads for all of the cars that they turned into. So, which yeah. I was I was fine with them transitioning Bumblebee into something else because it just you know you. At the time and still now, you don't see many Volkswagen bugs on the road anymore. Um, right. But so for me, I'm going to knock Bay's first movie down a little bit because of because of the unnecessary changes. And then I'm going to knock Bumblebee up to my first because I just I think I think Haley Steinfeld and and. I can't remember the actor's name who played her, the guy that was interested in her. I think they did a fantastic job. And I think Bumblebee is one. And, and that's the great thing about the Bay movies is Bumblebee has become one of the more charming characters. I think Bumblebee has more personality in the Bay movies than he does in the cartoon. Because Bumblebee's always the transformer in peril. Yeah. We got to save Bumblebee and Spike because those two idiots can't keep themselves. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the movies. Bumblebee is a capable fighter, but he's, you know, got a good heart. That's right. That's why he always has, like, he's the one that, like, has the relationship with the human. It's like I always say, is, is, is the protagonist likable? Bumblebee is very likable, and he doesn't say much. You know, and then, but... I hesitate because John Turturro is in the first Bay movie mm-hmm. and John Turturro is a genius because <laughs> if you watch him in the big Lebowski and then you watch him in everything else, you understand this man's range and, and what a fantastic actor he is. Well, he also has the distinction of saying he was under devastator scrotum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's in the worst Transformers movie, or the second worst. So again, I'm putting this as a third movie. I would love to see the, you know, if if they were gonna just end the Transformers saga in in live action, I would love to see an interpretation of this movie mm. with a with a with a capable director and a ca- and capable cast. Um, no, I, no Marky Mark. No. No. <laughs> no. Transformers. No it's a transformer. I, I, I would put John Cena in it. I mean, I, I'd let Cena stay. Cena he, did didn't, he, didn't, he didn't do a bad job. He was pretty good in it. Yeah, well, he, he was fine. I, I'd love to see Cena's character and and Totoro's character meet up. That would be <laughs> 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 But to go to your thing about Michael Bay said all these designs wouldn't work. 
And Bumblebee, it worked just fine as a Volkswagen bug. And at the end, when he's driving off and meets up with Prime, Prime looks awesome as an 80s tractor trailer, all red. Like, it looked awesome. Like, yeah. It's Soundwave. Look at, look at Soundwave. The Soundwave we got in the third movie was terrible. Mm-hmm. Versus oh, the, the satellite. Got, yeah, the satellite. Well, that was the second movie. The third yeah, movie, the he, third was movie. Like, he was like some Pontiac or something. He was yeah. a car. So what would you make it a period piece if that's the case? Well, one movie is definitely a period piece. It's a 80s. Right. Would you keep to, the, if you redo this Transformers movie, would you keep it in that vein? I think so. I think I that. think you could you could take run from Bumblebee on a new set of Transformers movies and everybody would be like, okay, that those Bay movies exist separately from this. Right. And give yeah. me these new Transformers. Even though uh, this story. You know, that some of the beats can be similar where you see, you know, you know, Bumblebee becomes the, the Camaro instead of the bug to blend, you know. But you don't I mean it's a shame though that you lose Sam's parents from the first oh, they movie. were priceless. Yeah. That that whole first movie was just Yeah, but they I were mean, annoying by the second movie. They get annoying after after that. But Yeah. <clears throat> and, the equivalent like, of Jim's dad from uh, American, American Pie. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they get Yeah, in the first movie they're I would say yeah, I would say Jim's dad. That for America Pie in the first movie, but then the second movie, it's like they're completely annoying, and it's like, uh, like it's kind of like recycled jokes, and it's like these characters seem totally, totally different parents than the first one, even though it's oh, the same actor. The third actors. movie, they're insufferable. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was just. And then, um, but you know, and that that's another reason I had a hard time with Iron Fist on Netflix was Ugh. the main bad guy was Sam's roommate in the second movie. <laughs> and oh, I was, is that the, that the same actor? It's the same actor. And when I found that out, I was like, oh, this show just lost me. Really? He looks so <laughs> different. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Oh, his acting did, definitely did not improve from Transformers. To and, then, <laughs> and then his dumb ass shows up in the Defenders miniseries, and I'm like, crap. Why is he back? <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, that guy's terrible. No, I would love I would love to see a modern day interpretation of this movie, um, one that wasn't focused so much on being a car a, a toy commercial, right? Um, because you could take some of the some of the characters you built, well, you haven't really <coughs> built any characters. Um, RC. That was a knock on the Bay movies, seriously. Well, how well, RC? Oh, sorry, sorry, Rob, go ahead. I mean, that was a, to me, that was a big knock on all the Bay movies that they didn't... The only character they really built was Optimus Prime. And they didn't do anything with the whole Megatron-Starscream relationship. Right. You know, I yeah. I mean, just so much they could have done, but they spent too much time on the humans, which nobody wanted. We, you know, nobody... We, we don't care about the humans. They're just kind of there to... You know, not get stepped on or something. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean you know, that, that's that's also a movie studio going. Oh well, we have to have a human character for the audience to relate to. When most people going to see Transformers 
grew up with the cartoon and we don't care. <laughs> we love the robots. Like, like you're going to you know. give me big freaking robots punching and kicking each other and shooting at each other. The humans are just, no, no. It's like nobody goes to see Godzilla for the humans, right? No, no. Right. And, and Colin Trevorrow found that out <laughs> when he made his movie. Painful lesson. Right? Was that Trevorrow? I can't I think remember. Well, because the the the, mo- the the most recent one was so much better because they gave you what you wanted. They get you wanted to see Godzilla and Rodan and you know Ghidorah and just knocking stuff over and fighting each other. And they gave you plenty of that. Right. So, and, I, <laughs> and I think it goes back to it's it's we want to see we want to see the big robots knocking each other. Around. I mean, you need the human characters to to give them to kind of give the perspective, but. I think in the first three, you got way too much. Well, the first one, I think, was a nice balance, but you lost that whole Starscream um, Megatron dynamic, which, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We had two. It, was, it wasn't really there. eight episodes of that on, in the cartoon. But it wasn't and, really there in the movies at all, really. No. And, and in this movie, it was like, okay, we've got this star. I, I would have liked a little more Starscream Megatron dynamic, but it was just so bang, 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 bang. I mean, this movie was only 84 minutes long. Oh, wow. So it's like, it's just bang, 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 bang. Hit, hit, hit all this. We're paying Leonard Nimoy. We got to get him in. We're paying uh, Judd Nelson. More time for Judd Nelson. Um, you know, Robert Stack had a pretty small role comparatively to his, I think what people knew him as. And, and obviously Orson Welles, it was like, wow. But if you look at, if you look at or, or what Orson Welles really didn't talk that much. No, he didn't. Yeah. I think, I think that's what he got a lot of money for it for doing very little work. It seems like, like everybody would check that. I mean, all these big name people. Cause I mean, honestly, I felt like it was just not, it, they weren't needed. Like nobody cared. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as a kid, I didn't care who the voices were. Same. I'm, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, just to do that in 1986 did not make a whole lot of sense. Because, like, I mean, it's commonplace now, but then they didn't do that kind of thing very often, and nobody cared. You know, so they would have been better off spending that money making a better movie <laughs> some kind of way. Uh, I mean, how do you guys feel about the animation in the movie? Do you think it's still held up? Um, Yeah. For the most part. I mean, there's a couple of glitches, like I think in the early part where Devastator's fighting the Dinobots, where he power bombs, I think it's the sludge he power bombs, and like his eyeballs pop out of his head. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. how do you have the bulging eyeballs on a dinosaur robot? <laughs> well, I, I sat there the whole movie. I was like, "Where's Snarl?" Thank Where's you, Saurus. There was five Dinobots. We're missing one. Yeah. I mean, come on. But overall, I mean, I'd say graphically, it's just it it holds up for what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I was watching the one of the original DVD copies, so you you, you got the little little circle lens and all that in it. I mean, it wasn't the cleaned up one that, that they have now out out now. And the anniversary one. Yeah, I, I don't have the anniversary one. Yeah, the anniversary oh, ones like a like especially with the coloring. 
Mm-hmm. Like I said, like the, what I watched was definitely like a VHS rip where like Rodimus looked pink, not maroon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, you could also see where the intention was for this to air on TV because it would fade out to black and then it would come back. Right. And I'm like, yeah, commercial break. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Because I don't think G.I. Joe the movie ever went to theaters. No, it was straight to video. Yeah, it was yeah. because this did not do this lost money at the theaters. Yeah, it, it tanked. And I mean, I didn't keep it with box office numbers back then because I was 12 years old. But yeah, I, <laughs> but I knew that like it was like a grand opening and grand closing. Basically, it was it was there. And then like a month later, it was already gone. Yeah, it, it, I'm looking at the IMDb. It was made with a budget of six million, and it made five hundred five five million, five point eight million. So, and you would think that I mean that movie should have been easy money, and that just. But I think the target audience that did not want to see all those people, all those characters get killed like that. Which with a with an opening weekend of one point, almost 1.8 million, that's what happened. Word got out, and people right. were like, "I ain't taking my kids to see that." Uh, oh, yeah. So, because I remember there was a He-Man movie too that came out around this time, I believe. Dolph Lundgren is He-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, not that cartoon one where they introduced She-Ra. Oh, yeah. oh I don't remember that one. That that was in the theaters too, I believe. Yeah, the Dolph Lundgren one. I wonder, when did that one come out? That, that, now you're going to make me want to see when that one came out. That was like 87 or 88, something like that. So it was after remember, this one. Yeah. I remember going to see that, too. Yeah, I think my, my He-Man phase was gone as fast as it came. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the case with a lot of 80s cartoons for people in our age bracket, where it's like, yeah, and then... They're only there for a season when you go back and look at it, you know? Like, oh, this only lasted one season. Yeah, uh, it's like a whole lot of stuff. Well, then the, the, there's some of them, though. You look at it, it's like, oh, this was three seasons? And then you're like, oh, it has 800 episodes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I used to watch Transformers, Bionic 6, hmm? um, Mask. Yep. Yeah. Those were a big, big deal when I was like... <laughs> This came out probably I was this came out when I was six, so I was in elementary school. I mean, I it was heat for me. It was He-Man, Transformers, Mask, Thundercats. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thundercats too. He-Man and GI. Did I say GI Joe? I probably GI Joe. Yeah. And I'd watch Silverhawks. Oh, Silverhawks! That only lasted what one season? That was one season. And I was like, I remember so much of that. I'm like. I had a comic book. I had all the toys. I'm like, that was only one season? But, I mean, Transformers oh, yeah. was, was only three. I remember having all – then there was this other one that was big in the 80s for a short time. I think it was just too expensive to make. But they made toys that you could interact with the TVs, cat and something. Oh, they used to be able to shoot the TV. Yes, I remember that. Oh, I forget the name. That was a big, a big thing for like a short time. I, I keep wanting to say Captain Neo, but that was the Michael Jackson movie. No, it's something like that. It's a Captain something. Ugh. You're gonna make me. You're gonna. It's not Captain and the Game Master, right? I don't no. Know. no. 
They used to buy the toys. They had the action figures, but they had the toys and the guns that you could add a sensor for when you watch the TV show on Saturday mornings. And, like, it would, like, if the TV, it got caught on the, like, if the, because I remember the one bad guy was this pterodactyl-looking dude that I was afraid of. And if it shot at the TV and it got the sensor in your gun, it would, like, eject the the action figure. Yes. Wow. It was, I, I'm, my parents would never buy me that stuff. Because they were like, you, you, we can't buy you all this stuff. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I said Captain Neo, and I was referring to that. Captain Neo is, it's EO. That was Michael Jackson, not Neo. Captain yeah. EO. Uh, G.I. Joe ran for three seasons. I'm looking at some of like, the old cartoons now, like, wow. Transformers, 84 to 87. Care Bears ran for three seasons. I don't even remember that. 85 to 88. Yeah. I think that's mainly Disney Channel the Care Bears were on. Dino Saucers was 87. I thought that was like 91. No, it was the 80s. Woof. Old. Yeah. And I remember it came and went super fast was Cadillacs and Dinosaurs. Ooh, that was, yeah. I don't know. That I loved that cartoon. And I had the action figure, the guy and the girl, and then the Cadillac. And then it's like it just disappeared from the face of the planet. I, mean, I think I, by 89, it was all about turtles. I mean, I think I think the big four that defined the 80s were Transformers, He-Man, Thundercats, and G.I. Joe. Agreed. Yeah. That, Especially that, like early, early to mid 80s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's the big four from the, you know, and... Turtles was that transition from 87 to 91 that got, you know, that just, I think, transitioned a lot of kids into the 90, into the 90s, which was then dominated by Cartoon Network. I didn't even find out about the Turtles on TV. Um, My dad rented me because they had the pilot episodes for Turtles on VHS first before he came on TV and he rented me those and I loved it. And then he got me the comics and he didn't ever looked at the comics, but if you look at the comics now, I remember reading this, it's like, oh, there's so much blood. And like, I can't, I don't want to see it. Like the comics, Ninja Turtle comics were definitely not made for kids. Like the, the real, the original comics. Cause he got me like the trade paperback of like volume one and two. And it's like, yeah, they weren't made for kids at all and then i saw ninja turtles on tv i was kind of i mean after this movie transformers just just took a nosedive because they they added more and more combiners Mm -hmm. um they they didn't then tried the headmasters and yeah uh, yeah, i felt you watch the third season, you're like, oh my gosh what happened just fell off and they tried to bring prime back and it just didn't work yeah, it was too late. Yeah. They brought him back yeah. twice, if I remember correctly. With the spores, there was like some weird like genetic ge- genetic spores, and then another time with the quintessons. It was just. Yeah, yeah. And they actually brought him back. I remember that was like the big event. They were like, we're bringing back Optimus Prime. Yeah. Because they realized how much Rodimus Prime wasn't anything. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't feel earned him being no. a leader. Well, because he was introduced in the mo- in this movie, which no yeah. one saw except for us. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like every character that you're focusing on—Springer, RC, Cup, Hot Rod, Ultra Magnus, 
they're all introduced in this movie and I'm like how did I not just be completely confused as a child as to what was going on right and you know they didn't you know it's 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 like a Fast and Furious movie. It's like all of a sudden the person's introduced and you're supposed to understand who this person is and you're like, who? Who are you? Yeah, I can, I, I don't remember getting through all of season two when I was a kid. I, I fell off of Transformers after, not too long after the movie because just for that reason they killed off all your favorite Transformers. You know, and I was like, there's no Optimus Prime? Oh, fuck this show. Like... Well, in 87, the year after, was Thundercats. Yeah. And I think Thundercats started taking a lot of Transformers fans away. Mm-hmm. Because you, a lot of Thundercats stuff still holds up today, except the whole naked in the premiere episode. It's like, why are they all naked right now? I, I don't know. <laughs> They're just walking around naked, and there's Jaga, fully clothed. Like, I don't know why. But um, I, I, it got to – I started noticing a trend that's like after the movie, the, these shows started taking downhill turns. Like you noticed it with Beavis and Butthead. Beavis <coughs> and Butthead was the biggest thing on TV. Then they get a movie, and it's like, oh, nobody cares about it anymore. Well, a lot of thing about Beavis and Butthead is none of us were supposed to be watching that. Like, that was not for us. Right. You're not the target. Then they made a movie. Which my dad actually took me to see, and he loved it, but, you know. But, um... But... Now, Damien, you're a big Transformers fan. Uh, what are the more recent Transformers? Like, you have anything to recommend for fans of, like, the OG if they don't want to get into Beast Wars and stuff like that? Play the games. Play the play the video games over the last maybe what five years? Because a lot of it's callbacks to the original G1. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they don't make them anymore. I, I know they kind of had a sunk cost with it, but if you can pick up a couple of cheap ones, that's fine. Uh, the one where we referenced earlier about um, Dwayne Johnson being Cliff Jumper. Yeah. That's pretty good. I thought that, that that prime prime yeah that was a really good run. Yeah, I watched that all through. And that was yeah, I thought that was really good. And now, then is, it, then is the that a full list. length episodes? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I I know reading a lot of people rave about like the Carboner Wars and then there's a, a mini. I think they're all like five minutes or ten minutes long episodes. That was a couple of years ago. It came yeah, out. they just they just released those on Netflix. Yeah, I, I heard those are really world. good. Like it's a big, it's a big callback to G1. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a fan of G1, you're gonna love those. And, then and they're such Mark short Hamill episodes, huh? Then you get Mark Hamill in there as a Transformer. <laughs> and we have come full circle now that Mark Hamill's a Transformer. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I, no, there because there was a follow-up cartoon to Prime. Mm-hmm. I watched through that. That wasn't terrible. I mean, Grimlock was still dumb. <laughs> but that's part of Grimlock's charm, is that he's right. dumb. <laughs> yeah, I like that Wolfcast was not bad at all. I just the problem was Grimlock was voiced by the same guy who voices Cyborg on Teen Titans Go. Oh, and then you're always left. Yeah, and you're all, I, I'm always hearing Cyborg, and I'm like, where's Beast Boy? <laughs> are we gonna have a? Are we gonna? Because that was that was my big problem with Titans was the main cast was. 
a lot in the first season was the cast from Teen Titans Go, and I'm like, this should be silly. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I take this seriously. I guess, but, yeah, was it Friday? I watched the um, was it Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Oh yeah, that movie. My yeah. six, my my eight year old loves that. Oh yeah, man, I enjoyed it. You get, you get the you get the nice nod to uh, Endgame at the end with all the Teen Titans from Infinite Earth. Yeah. And I'm gonna go back with this super serious Titans to my super serious Earth. <laughs> uh, you guys gotta see it to love it. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. So, um, do we have anything else we want to say about this movie before we we wrap this up? There's a lot of plot holes, and I think it's one of those things where if you're watching it with a fresh pair of eyes, you have to go into it knowing it's the 80s, and it's going to be cheesetastic. Like I said earlier, it's going to have a bit of nostalgia, and the body count's going to be higher than you anticipate for a cartoon movie that was supposedly rated PG. So go into it with that kind of mindset, and... It's an enjoyable, what did you say, it was 84 minutes? It's an enjoyable 84 yeah. minutes. I mean, I enjoyed it today. I, I I mean, I was fielding questions left and right from a 10-year-old who's like, what, what is going on here? I'm like, when, are you, when did you start picking up on plots and stuff like that? You're, you're supposed to be just like, this. I need mindless entertainment. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they killing Optimus Prime? Why would you kill Optimus Prime? And to me, if a 10-year-old in 2020 is saying, why would you kill Optimus Prime? That tells you enough, right? A bad idea. Yeah. You know. Um, I think one one part that kind of tickled me funny that I thought was funny, and it's just a small part, is when they're being judged, and the robot heads are turning, and they say innocent, and they dump them in anyway. Like yeah. they never say guilty. They say innocent, and they dump dump them anyway. And I'm like, well, what happens if you're found guilty? Like, That's what do I you get let go free? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, I can go now. Yeah. They never, like, they never took the time to explain that. Yeah. It's basically just a kind of a farce of a court, and they're just going to throw you in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing but contempt for this court. Spare me this mockery of justice. Yeah, like, what did they do wrong? They accidentally crashed on your planet. Like, why are they being judged? Like, why are you sending it to them? Like, well, where are I mean, the facts here? Where's the evidence? <laughs> like, I mean, the line for Prime, one will one will stand, one will fall. It's like, that came a lot earlier in the movie than I remembered it. Yeah, that came during the, the I mean, initial he, fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then they recreated it for the Michael Bay movie, which was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Which I, was I, a cool you know, nod. I'll give him. I'll give. Like I said, I'll give Bay that he did. He did have nods were necessary to those movies. And but then in a sequel, he kills Prime again. <laughs> but he brings him back in the same movie. Yeah, and, and gives him giant jet wings. <laughs> uh, yeah. No John Turturro in the '80s movie, kid. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing I'll say. I need more. And also, while watching it, I'm thinking, where did these new Transformers come from in the movie? Where did Ultra Magnus come from? Did they right. all come from Cybertron or other never, planets? Like we said, the moon bases. Yeah, they're just there. Like, like Cup. 
Cup is telling war stories, and you're yeah. thinking, where have you been telling yeah. all these war stories, you know? Yeah, yeah. so I like, but so I don't know if they were off on other missions and whatnot, or what? And, you know, yeah, so, I guess, I mean, wasn't it supposed to be in real time when they're like 2005, and that's why you have uh, Spike as an adult with a kid? You know, I guess maybe they're trying to say. They time jump 30 years. Yeah, so, like, they don't have to explain. Like, I don't know. Like, but it's, like, an interesting question. Like, where did where did RC come from, and why is she the only girl? Right. Well, I remember there was an episode in the G1 where they talked about the female Autobots. Alita 1. On, yeah. Alita 1, right, on Cybertron. So there were female Autobots, but they don't explain. Like you said, where the heck did RC come from? Did she just yeah. crash land on Earth? What? what? But again, we're 9, 10 watching this movie, so we're not making those kind of plot connections. But like you said, now we would be making these plot connections yeah. if we're a mature child saying, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, but, I, mean, yeah, I you feel like it was a hook to get girls, <laughs> to get Transformers. Like, oh, we're going to make a, a hot pink one, girl, to get yeah, girls to buy fly. toys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like I, I sat there and watched it. And I was like, I just noticed it. I mean, I've seen this movie a hundred times, and I know it's like, it's like, is she making eyes at Hot Rod and Springer? Mm-hmm. I'm like, we got a real Smurfette thing going on here. Which she's the only, <laughs> only female amongst all these males, and it's like, I mean, you go for it, but still, it's like, it's a little heavy for a kids' movie. <laughs> and Springer was hella cranky. Like he he was borderline oh. get off my lawn next to Ultra Magnus. <laughs> yeah. I can't deal with that right now. Uh, what do you mean you can't? You're the leader, dude. Deal with it. Yeah. Prime wouldn't say I can't deal with that right now. And I mean, did anybody think to say, hey, maybe the Dinobot should transform and help us out a little more? They're being kind of cumbersome because we're having to push them around and get them moving. And they're just like, dirt, dirt, dirt. <laughs> yeah, and isn't that the last time you see really see Blur? This is when he's try- he can't get the Dinobots on the ship. I don't think you see Blur after like, that. He's like, is Grimlock an idiot? I'm like, yes, Grimlock is stupid. He's like, <laughs> okay, that helps out. He's like, why is he kid- At the end where they're fighting... Uh... Uh, Unicron, where he literally says Grimlock kick butt, and then he's they're really kicking yeah, Unicron yeah. in the butt. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, 80s. Boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I was just like, okay, they would be a little more helpful if they transformed. I'm, yeah, I don't know. And there was a fifth one. Mm-hmm. And they transform into their robot forms at weird times. Like, they're biting Unicron and dinosaur form, and all of a sudden they transform into their robot forms and, like, fly away. Like, what are they doing? Well, What's they transformed when they went after Devastator. Mm-hmm. And then they yeah. they didn't transform again until, until Unicron swats them. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, were you saving cells or something? I don't I, – what's going on here? <laughs> Well, the funny thing is the Dinobots have always kind of done what they wanted to do. They just kind of liked Optimus Prime and said, all right, we'll follow him because, you know, he's stronger than Grimlock. So when Prime dies, why would the Dinobots want to cooperate except with Cup because they're enthralled by his war stories? Yeah. <laughs> but 
where's Cup been the last <laughs> the last yeah. thirty years? <laughs> yeah, they call him an old man, but like yeah, you know, we're just seeing him now. Like where's he been? <laughs> like it would have been nice. I mean, you know, Starscream ends up showing up on um in Beast Wars. Mm-hmm. And that I think I think the Combiner Wars like Starscream's the leader of the Decepticons and they reference this movie how he's come back and he's 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 changed because he's been resurrected and he's the leader of the Decepticons and he makes peace with the Autobots and only to betray him obviously of course because Wait. Starscream and I always was like, why does Starscream sound like Cobra Commander? <laughs> As a kid, I was like... Because it's the same guy. <laughs> Not knowing <laughs> that they all do. like. It didn't hit me right away when I was a kid. It hit me later. Oh, same company. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I... It's like, I go, ahead. go ahead. No, you... I'll, I was going to say it was, it's similar to Thundercats and Silverhawks. Same company, same voice actors. Yeah, Larry Kitty, yeah. everybody's voice in both 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 shows. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, Frank Welker is like, if you look at Frank Welker's um, filmography, you're like, dude, this dude's been in everything. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I think he's, he's made, I think he is one of the highest grossing actors in Hollywood. Second, or or he's second, like Samuel L. Jackson, and like how much money their movies have made, and it's 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 ridiculous. Were you gonna say something, Rob? Oh no, 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 no. The Silverhawks. I don't remember the plot. The Silverhawks. I just think it would probably. I always wonder like what a live action movie would look like. The Silverhawks would be pretty trippy. Yeah, a Silverhawks live action movie. Well, I, I mean, I thought I wanted a, a Thundercats live action movie. I mean, and we did cast a Thundercats live action movie, so you can go yeah. that episode. But I'm like looking at Cats that just came oh. out. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't need this as much as I thought right now. I mean, maybe we can work on how these cats look as humans and whatnot. Oh, it's know? definitely good referencing for what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and apparently there's a butthole cut of cats because it was apparently one guy's job to go in before the movie came out and edit out all the buttholes because the original cut had all of the cats buttholes in it. So there was a guy right before it came out that went in, and edited out all the buttholes. It's like, that's an interesting job to have. Oh, hey, What'd you do for the last month for work? Oh, I edited out buttholes for that cat's movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> why would you take the time to <laughs> like, why is that even a thing? What? Well that's um, like that just made me think of like at the university I work at and it was outside the football stadium, there's two metal tigers, but it's like kind of like skeletal looking metal, you know, artsy kind of tigers. And on one of the tigers, there's two balls. They welded two balls, so it would be one of them would be a metal tiger. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, why? What is that? Ne- why is that necessary? For people to come up to the tiger, take pictures with the balls, just to be like, oh, look, tiger balls, you know? <laughs> like, it's just, it's like one, it's like, our, why are the Thundercats naked in the first episode? 
I don't know. <laughs> but all right. Does anybody have anything? I mean, I, I've tried to wrap this up. Uh, I think we need to wrap this up. I don't know if there's anything more to say about this movie. Um, we got we we've we've been talking for over. I don't even know how long we've been talking over an hour and you know, we, we might even, I mean, I mean, we, we may be borderline on, on talking about this movie longer than the movie is, yep. um, yeah. but we've got on some good rabbit trails, had some good conversation because that's what we do here. We have movie conversations. You take our ratings for what they're worth. You guys can go listen, watch the movie. It's, I mean, you probably know somebody that has the DVD or Blu-ray, um, or, or you don't watch the VHS rip on YouTube like I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's on any streaming service right now. Oh, it's is it on? No, it's not. It used to be on Netflix, but now it's not. And then I think you could rent it on Amazon for three ninety nine. Because aren't aren't the episodes on Tubi right now? Yes, they are. Because I watched them over my phone. Okay, it, are is the movie on Tubi? Uh, I didn't. I don't know because I didn't, didn't look for it. Okay. Um, if push comes to shove, go to Tubi and watch the original cartoon, at least the first seasons. It's it's out there. There's Transformers content out there all over the place uh, up until Paramount gets their own streaming service. Oh, I just remembered <laughs> something. Oh, what? Go. Oh, no. There is unaired Transformers episode from G1 where um, Ultra Magnus is in it. Yeah. And he explains where he comes from and it's he's in like unaired episodes and he was like a fortress that was on the ground that transformed into Ultra Magnus. Wait, I remember Ultra Supreme? Supreme. Uh, I remember there's G one there is unaired G one episodes that have Ultra Magnus in it. Oh. I know they went with Omega Supreme for like an episode just to sell that three hundred dollar toy. No, but oh, yeah. Ultra Magnus is in that, I believe. But there's okay. unaired, at least with Ultra Magnus. That's all I remember. It was a couple of years ago when I, I found like unaired episodes. Or is it Metroplex? It's Metroplex. Yeah, I think so. And sure. But, but uh, yeah, he's um he's in it. Oh, Ultra he's Magnus. In it. He's in it. Okay, he, so he manned Metroplex, is what what you're saying? No, no, he's just in the cartoon. Oh, okay. But because I think they you get his Metroplex. Yeah, you you had Metroplex fight one of the Constructicons or the Constructicons in an episode because that was like their big like answer to the Constructicons, Constructicons or something. But it was like Ultra Magnus was in those. It was like unaired episodes or something like okay. that, or they only aired in Japan or something like that. That's possible. Uh, yeah, there. That that that. I I yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, I think it was like a it was like the bridge to season one to two, and it was unaired here, and I think they only aired them in Japan. If I'm trying to remember correctly, but wonder, Ultra wonder what happened in them. Wonder what happened in them that U.S. was like, no, we're not, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um. Do we qualify it as an anime then, since it originated in Japan? I'll let the anime fan answer that, Carl. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> no. Well, I mean, it started as a Japanese toy, 
It didn't become a cartoon until American Hands. I mean, they definitely had some Japanese animators do some of the intros and stuff like that. And probably worked on the movie with how, like, a lot more clean and, like, smooth the animation is from the movie. But I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't classify it as an anime. Okay. Just curious. But you it, know, when did Akira come out? Akira that was, was 80. Was that 86? Because, I mean, that was the most expensive anime movie made at the time, and that animation still holds up, I believe, like, in my opinion. 88. 88. Okay, a couple of years, years later. After this. And I'll look at the budget for you. Yeah, I think it was like 10 million. million. They gave it to me in yen. I don't know. I can't convert. (laughs) There's a converter. You just go go like US or yen to USD. I'm going to tell you. I don't. I think it was like 1.1 billion yen is what it cost to make. You're going to make me look this up, aren't you? I I am going to make you look it up because I'm I'm not. But, you know, I. I think I think the animation did well. You know, I mean, obviously, you're not getting the quality you're getting now, and of course not. No. But you you very rarely get a cartoon anymore nowadays. Anyway, everything's CGI or made on a computer, and yeah, this this was probably a lot of cell animation going on right now, and for it to hold up the way it has for the last. 30 some some odd years it's, I keep saying 30 years I, I need to make sure I'm right because I've I've been known to be wrong yeah 30 um, years, so. but the budget 1.1 million yen is nine million dollars that was the budget for Akira yeah. and so, in the worldwide box office it made 49 million ain't bad ain't bad Although Frozen One made a billion dollars, so. <laughs> well, this is the '80s, but I mean, <laughs> nine was it nine million dollar budget for an animated movie back then. Yeah, that's pretty that's, unheard of. So that's probably why it holds up a lot better than a lot <laughs> yeah. of movies of that time. Yeah. But let's let's wrap this up. Um, I want to give Rob a chance to plug his stuff again. All right. Well, uh, once again, uh, you can find me. My personal website is robsitting.com. Uh, you can also find me at my newly launched podcast, the Rob the Genius Podcast. It's on Anchor. It's on Spotify and a couple other places. And you can find me on Twitter at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. All right. Th- thanks for being on, Rob. Damien, plug everything. Everything cool. and everything you got you want to plug? On Twitter and Instagram, DamienG347. Uh, my own podcast, The Damien G Show, on Anchor, SoundCloud, and all the beautiful podcasting streams. As well as uh, I work with Big Gold Belt Media doing Damien G Sports and documenting Dark Side of the Ring. So for the wrestling fans out there who want to tune in and hear my feedback on Season 1 and 2 of Dark Side of the Ring, uh, you can check that out on uh, SoundCloud as well. And we are, as always, your friendly neighborhood nerdicons. I, I'm, I'm going to start adding that, Carl, just so you know. This is the first okay. time I'm going to debut here. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. You can find us there. Carl runs the Instagram. I run the I run the Twitter. 
we don't we don't deal with Facebook. So if you see a, see us on Facebook, it's not us. Um, <laughs> uh, Facebook's for your grandma, not for us. Uh, you can find us on all major po- podcast platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate both Rob and Damien coming on tonight on a, on a, on a Sunday night to review this movie. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thank we you. appreciate it. And, and oh, it's always our pleasure. Um, and with that, Carl, take us home. Like Russ said, you can find us on Instagram pod, our Nerdicons pod on Instagram. You can find me at Echoes Dork Den on Instagram. Also, check out me and my friend's toy photography page at, on Instagram called Anonymous Plastic Addicts. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. You know, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like always, keep your detox dust-free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics bag boarded. And keep washing your hands, people. Later. <laughs>